Hello and welcome to the Footy Locker podcast. I'm Brocco, joined by my near FM Indie Hour and Footy Locker co-host Mark Solid Pose. Carol, you are listening to our Premier League Era 11 series. This is part one in a series of 12 where myself and Mark, along with some guests, will be selecting our Premier League Era 11s. We'll be selecting a manager, a formation and 11 players from a specific nation or region. We can only select players who have played in the Premier League in England. And each episode of the pod will feature an indie showcase, which will be a track from one of our favourite bands at the moment. We'll have a weekly guest on the phone line, as well as one of our award-winning footy locker quizzes. Over the next few weeks, we'll be selecting a French 11 uh, in episode 2, and in episode 3, it will be Portugal. For episode 1, we are starting with Italy. This show was piloted on our live show on Dublin's Near FM a couple of months back. And here it is in all its glory. This podcast is sponsored by Countrywide Construction Services and CB Plumbing and Heating. Hello and welcome to the Footy Locker on Dublin's greatest radio station near FM. Brocco and Mark here with you for the next hour and coming up on tonight's special show, we will be chatting about the best Italian players who have graced the Premier League. Then we will pick an 11 each. Well, we're going to pick it as we go along. Uh, it's a lot harder than you might think. And I'll be hitting Mark with a footy locker quiz a little later. Mark, how's the form? Good, Brocko, good. Good evening. This is actually, as you said, I was uh, struggling to pick uh, defenders here. Yeah, and it's surprising. Yeah. When you think about the Italians are famed for their defenders. Yeah. And here you are scratching around for a list. Even the keepers, there's only really one legit keeper you can kind of pick. Yeah, when we get into history. like when you first said to me, "Ah, oh, we're going to go through an eleven, I was thinking that's good because there's been some absolute cracking uh, Italian players well, in the league. But when you actually got into like the guts of it, there's someone goes to you, Italian players, you're going to go, "Oh, the Canio, Carboni, Viali, Ravanelli, Zola, yeah, Balotelli, a yeah. couple of others," you know, and you think, "Yeah, there's a lot of cracking players there." And then when you stop and go, "Yeah, name me a few that, more." Yeah, there hasn't been that many. You have to do a Google search and kind of, kind of rejog the memory. Like there's heaps of German players, heaps of French players. Like it's, it's unreal that there's actually not there hasn't been that many Italians come in. Yeah, obviously they stick at home. They got a decent league at home, but um, yeah, surprising. It is surprising. Yeah, when you go through it, just as we said, there's a lot. We put this out onto our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Footy Locker. Just so Free you plug. <laughs> dive in there. But a lot of the feedback has been. Has to be Zola, has to be Zola, 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 Zola. So we got a good couple person. of good messages in there. We were getting, it seems, he seems to probably, Ravinelli gets a few shouts as There's well. my man, the white yeah, fella. The white fella, <laughs> the beast. <laughs> the, the jersey over the head, man. Yeah, what a celebration. as a kid you're even doing that, aren't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely quality. But you think about, there's an, a serious depth of strikers. Like, we'll get to the strikers. Yeah. Right, managers. Short list. There's a few really good Italian there's managers. There's managers here, isn't there? Like, Right, we'll just throw a few names out. Ancelotti, Conte, Roberto, Bobby Mank, Mancini. Yeah, they're, they're, they're managers that have all won a lot. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of Italian managers that come through the Premier League, but, like, there's some managers that actually, like, you know, racked up a few trophies in the way. Like, they've all done the business. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned Tinkerman. <laughs> Tinkerman, <laughs> yeah, yeah, The unthinkable bringing uh, the title to Leicester the 5, City. 5,000 to 1, yeah. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. What's he at now? Actually... It got me on the hop. I'm not too sure. Yeah, he, sure. He, he went to Leicester. Tinker, tinkering with something at home didn't there, driving to, the uh, wife mad. I think he went to Lazio. We got obviously got the bullet from there. Um, he, he's an awful habit of getting the bullet. That's yeah, unfortunate he, for him. Like, he obviously know. messes around or you know, annoys people in the in, in the offices above him. But yeah, anyway, Ancelotti. I you know what? He's meant to be good crack, good session man as well. 
I always used to look at him on the sidelines and think, he's a grumpy old sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's that, that, that face, isn't he? Doesn't he? But then you hear all the stories and he's, he's not, he's a bit of a lunatic, loves a bit yeah. of karaoke. It's supposed to be a good character, you know, Acadian wife. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, not a not bad either. A bit of a sort. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good old Carlo. But, uh, yeah, he would be my choice now uh, um, for my manager. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson tried to convince him to take the United job when he wrapped up. Um, but, he would uh, have been a great at the time because he was like he'd probably yeah. be still there now because like, possibly. Yeah, uh, everywhere he's gone, left the trail of trophies. Yeah, Chelsea really gave him the. They, they handle that all wrong does the double get out yeah they brought them back in then oh crazy yeah, crazy no. Conte fourth season won the league second season they just went off the boil yeah I think you know we just realised this is easy here to get your money get your contract paid up throw the rattler out of the pram <laughs> yeah get yeah. the bullet get me contract good luck but um, no like when Chelsea were firing, they were a serious team that yeah that year. Yeah, I think no, not to take out away from his achievement, but I think they were they weren't in Europe that year, so they kind of a clear midweek. That's it. You can so have the legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not to take away from what he yeah. done because happens. It happens though. You know, um, like you, you saw him when uh, when Leicester, you know, won the league and then got to the Champions League next season. Like, yeah. not, no one expected them to win the league again. No, but no. they did drop down the table. Like, you yeah. know, the extra games and. There's not many clubs that um, even see West Ham this season. They haven't gone and bought like you know five six players to, to for the European football, so yeah. they probably will struggle in the league eventually. Conte is a bit of a lunatic. Yeah, as well, isn't he? That's what I kind of like that about hair him, transplant that? as well. Has he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the pictures like ten years ago, there he is today. Like right. like he was cue ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, I can't I can't remember that. I just yeah. It's, worth, it's worth a Google now and then. <laughs> Looks younger now he does. <laughs> Good hell, Conte. I'll be doing the same myself. Straight on it. Uh, Bobby Mank, that'll be my pick. Roberto Mancini. Did a very good job. The, the Italian Paul McCartney. Did he? Uh, like he really brought City from bags of money to a proper team. Like Mark Hughes yeah. just bought everyone that no one wanted. Yeah. yeah. And made a mess of it. But An like, absolute mess with yeah. lopsided team and everything. Bobby Mank got it right. And I think, uh, I think he deserved more time. Yeah. I think he would have maybe taking them to that Champions yeah, League if he was given a bit more time yeah oh, absolutely top class so locking it in you're going with Carlo Ancelotti with Carlo yeah I'll take a good session man I'll take uh, Roberto Mancini two good picks there yeah <laughs> this is going to take us all of about 14 seconds but the goalkeepers yeah there's only one for me and it's Carlo Cudicini oh, I have the very same man he uh, his clubs in England just for the record he signed for Chelsea in 2000 and left in 2009 141 appearances he dislodged Ed the Hoy as far as I remember Ed was a solid old keeper Cudicini was brilliant but what happened to him was Czech came along and so the money came doesn't it he was there prior to he was still I think he was still there prior to Bramvich no yeah he was there prior to Bramvich but he was still the number one I think for Ranieri's season Possibly for Mourinho's force, and then check him in. Check him in, then it was bang. Good. It was surprising that they went after check because they had such a good keeper. I was like, what do you need him for? But like you know, checking long run check was unbelievable. One of the best of the Premier League here. Very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very unlucky there for Cudicini because now I'm sure he's taking a huge wage. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And like 141 appearances, I suppose over 10 seasons, it doesn't. It's not an awful lot considering a few of them would have been full seasons. So. 
that yeah. probably kept him out of the Italian squad and probably started. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fairness, Italy in the early 2000s. Buffon yeah, and spoils of, Taldo of and oh, yeah. man, Peruzzi. Yeah. Um, he went to Spurs in 2009 for three seasons, oh, 2009 to 2012. He picked up a further 19 appearances. Yeah. Hugo, was it? Yeah. Yorolo Gomez's understudy, wasn't he? Possibly was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and Gomez, he's still playing. Who's he with now? Or he's still knocking around somewhere, isn't he? But he's. Is he was he with Watford for a while? So, well, that's where he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably yeah. still with them. Clamity he is, he's, right? Yeah, right he, he'd a couple of, <laughs> couple of good seasons. He's, he's, he's yeah. got moments in him. Yeah. But like you say, absolute calamity yeah. as well. The best of times. The other, the, another option there that I seen was. was it's not even an option. I don't even want to call him an option, but Massimo Taibi. That's what Manchester United's uh, big signing in 1999. Um, he came in for 4.2 million. It was big enough money for a keeper then. At the time, United yeah. were off the back of losing Schmeichel, and I think they had their keepers at the time were Van der Hel and Bosnich, but there was a bit of an injury crisis, so Fergie went, right, need to get someone in here. Yeah. Toibi came in and I remember coming home as a child I remember coming in from ga, ga training or something yeah. and we were playing Liverpool it was an early on an early kickoff on a Saturday and it was a 3-2 <laughs> win for United but it could have been 7-3 to Liverpool yeah. Toibi was pulling off some serious he only lasted a few games didn't but he we got man the match against yeah. Liverpool the first game and then we got absolutely spanked by Chelsea 5-0 and he was the keeper that day Yeah, couple of howlers um, and then the famous one was the 3 all draw with Southampton and he let that one through him. Remember yeah, the really yeah. tame shot and it went through his body, yeah. through his legs into the back of the net and Ferguson was like, right, Look at this. You're, <laughs> you're out. So that was Ferguson didn't have a great record of signing keepers. Well, there was a thing at the time, I remember it was kind of like a question doing the rounds, you know, you know, he'd have had 11 keepers since Schmeichel left. This is going back into the two, mid-2000s. Yeah. But like, you're talking about a five or six year window, about 11 or 12 keepers. Can yeah. you name them? And like, you're thinking, Roy Carroll, Roy Carroll and Bosnich uh, was Kush, around there. Kush Jack, Barthez the, uh, the lad that's with Wofford now oh, oh, Ben Foster Ben Foster like, they, yeah. they went through an awful lot like, of keepers was a keeper Kevin Pilkington he was there and oh, he didn't get a look in there was a lot of um, yeah you can then like De Gea has shown up that spot obviously he's there what must be here seven or eight seasons now isn't he yeah and the Premier League medal he's probably the only one in the squad with a Premier League medal yeah yeah. yeah. well Matic has one with Chelsea yeah for, oh, sorry, for from United, United yeah for United, he's the only United, one yeah. that squad with, with a medal yeah well so. <laughs> Don't forget about Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he has a medal, which is mental, isn't it? It's insane that like that man is still knocking around. Yeah, Old Trafford. How has he pulled that off? Yeah. God. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back to this. I think yeah. we're, we're nailed on. Get Carlo Kubicki. Agreed. Agreed. And look, aside from him being a bit power player, I really liked him. I remember back in the day watching Chelsea and I always thought that's a cracking keeper yeah so, no one had the problem with him no I'm happy to have him in this team yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. not just it for the sake of it no, he's in he's I like in. Carlo locked in uh, defensively this is where it was just I remember going through and I went through the list of every Italian player I don't know how many times yeah. I went through it and I was just like no this isn't getting any better you know <laughs> so just, just for a matter of saying this for the purpose of us having a decent 11, we're picking a team on reputation and career, not the amount of time spent in the Premier League. Because a couple of players here might have played 10 times. They might have come in on loan. I think there's one that I have eight appearances on loan. <laughs> I did all, um, Rocco. <laughs> but like, it's either that or we're going to give you a team that's absolutely pony and there's no point in that. You know, that, We'll have this for another show, the worst Italian 11. There's another thing you'll notice 
as you go through this, it's how often Chelsea show up. Quite a number of the Italians, a lot of the Italian decent managers. Italians that came through the Premier League went through Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. 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 So there you go. Full backs, who are you throwing out there? Right. I struggled to get a right back, right? There was, you know, there was, was moving around and I came across this man, Alessandro Pistoni. The new Ca- the Newcastle and Everton. Now, predominantly he was a left back, but he was versatile enough. Yeah. So he's my right back. Um, listen, he's instantly instantly forgettable. You gotta go. Oh yeah, remember Pistone, him? You know yeah. what? I, yeah. Going through that list, you, when you said Pistoni to me today, I went, oh, I remember him. But yeah, when I went through what the list, I don't know how many times. For some reason, I bypassed him. Yeah. Without actually kind of twigging. Ah, Pistoni, yeah, he's worth so, a show. Yeah, he's he's in there. Like he's. I don't know how many seasons he was in the Premier League, but he was around for a long time. He was, I'd say, like between seven and ten seasons he would have had in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah, mainstay. So he's my he's my, my left-back playing at right-back. Go for it. He'll be got in at left-back then. My left-back then would be, uh, it was Dasana. And he, he was, uh, he ran right for Liverpool and Old Trafford. So saw a point in there, uh, and you were picking him. Two thousand nine, but he didn't last long. He was swiftly moved on. Um, yeah, but he was more, he, he, he was really, really slim pickings if that's who yeah. you're putting into your team. <laughs> I, 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 put a gun to my head here today. I, I wouldn't have been able to name two, um, two fullbacks that weren't hadn't come through United, like Diallo and. Um, uh, what's your lad that we mentioned before? Damien. Damien. I would have picked those two. Dallo, is it? Dallo, he's, Portu- he's Portuguese. He's Portuguese, he's Portuguese. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. So I would have been like, yeah, Damien is one, and I would have got one if it was a Portuguese lad. So I was struggling to pick up two. <laughs> so I had to go through, had to get online, me all mate Google, and try and find players. And I was going, I remember the, the, the Santa um, scoring a free kick against United. About years ago now. It should have been enough reason for you to but, um, leave him out of the team. Yeah, sure it, was, it didn't last long at Liverpool. No, don't know whatever went wrong there. But um, For me, we you've already mentioned one of mine. And I'm doing similar to you. I'm going to put a right back, left back this time now. I'm going with Darmian, who was atrocious at left back. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm stuck because I have a right back. Which is another controversial point because he only played eight games in the Premier League. But I'll get to that in a second. I'm going for Darmian because when he first came into United... He was exceptionally good. I even remember Liverpool fans saying to me, where did you just get him from? Eight million or something. He, he was, was solid. Cheap, yeah. And he was really good. I don't know what went wrong in between. And then, of course, Mourinho came in and he was in teams, out the teams, playing left back, he was playing wing back, he was playing right back. He was all over the shop and it just went to be pear shape for him. But yeah. I think there's a good player in there. If he kept playing him throughout that period, you know, regular but, enough. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's a good player. He picked up 60 appearances for United across his, his time there from 2015 to 2019. Scored one goal. And his only goal was a cracking volley against Palace, if you remember it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I remember hearing an interview about... Um, you know, Mourinho's been interviewed about players and the depth of the squad and so on. He was naming... like It's very hard for me to not pick these players. And he, he was naming you know Shaw and uh, Ashley Young and so on. And he's like... And we're forgetting about Damien. He goes, the, he's, he's a really good player in there. He just doesn't suit what I want to play like. Yeah, he's a, he's an excellent, I think he's an excellent professional. Sort yeah, of, he's like, a good you know, reputation. Really, no one ever had an issue with him. And like, look, as I said, Italy continued to play him. Yeah. Even though he was in the in and out. And he went missing from the United squad completely at one point. Yeah. Where he wasn't even on the bench. You're like, what's the story here? What's going on there? And yeah. he was still getting capped by Italy. Yeah. So, 
that says it for me. I have him in there. He's he moved to Parma and he's currently alone at Inter Milan, which shows Antonio Conte just loves former United players. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, Bit of an obsession. Hopefully you take Bill Jones soon. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> uh, my right back, purely on reputation and career, is Panucci. Yeah, okay. Blink and you miss it. He was at Chelsea on loan in the year 2000-2001, played just eight games. I don't no remember goals. that at all. No. <laughs> when I seen his name on the list, I'm, like, I'm putting him on the side there because I could have to come back to him because I'm not finding anyone else. Yeah, uh, he was he was there for eight games. So like he's a he did a big career stints with AC Milan, Madrid, shag all impact at Chelsea, but his overall career he's in for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my two full backs, Panucci and Darmian. Shifted to the left where he was muck, <laughs> but there you go. He's in the team. Uh, another one that we could have had, and again, Chelsea. Zappa Costa, £28 million signing for them. He's played 26 times, scoring once for Chelsea in his short run. Yeah, forgot, you forget about him. A lot of money you think of, isn't yeah. there? Defenders don't tend to fetch much money, like. No. Unless you're English and coming from well, Sheffield United to United. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of money. <laughs> or Leicester, sorry. There's a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of money going around around 2016 and 17 and that's when it peaked yeah you know, mental that mad money transfer in hands there like. so there you go we've got our full backs centre backs I'll let this you this is hard again like I'm, I, I'm still flicking around this is one that like do you want me to go first yeah you pour it away I'll, I'll take yeah. this right Matarazzi is a no brainer yeah I've got him nailed on as well straight in played for Everton between 98-99 he kind of went on to better World Cup winner he went on to better things after Everton that's it 25 games for Everton one goal uh, he went to Perugia and then on to Inter. He picked up 41 caps for Italy, two goals. And uh, he played in two World Cups, two Euros, and he had a key role in the 2006 <laughs> yeah. World Cup final. Not only did he score Italy's goal, but he received the one of the greatest headbutts of all time from Zinedine yeah. Zidane. <laughs> what was that headbutt like? You know, like it was in the chest. I remember seeing like... that live watching it. I was just like, what is going on here? I remember, I remember that game well because... I was in Oxygen. It was um, it was a Sunday. The final was on the Sunday night, and uh, it was on you know, at the festival. One of the screens at the stage had the game on, so I was watching it. And I remember, I uh, I was I was um, I backed Italy from the start of the, the competition. I think I got them like sixteen to one. Lovely. And I had like I don't know, maybe twenty quid or something like that. But like at the time, I was only a young lad. I was like. I remember like, when, when, we, when they won, I felt like I won Champagne. the World Cup. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, who's the Italian bloke? Like, <laughs> so there, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, like, that header is always like, I've never had put anyone in the chest. It, yeah, it was, it was well thought out because you probably thought, oh, I'm going to put serious weight into this headboard. If I hit him in the face, it's game over. So right, I'll just get him in the chest. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, great player. Like, yeah, anyone has a, a World Cup medal, a winner's medal. He was, medal. he was an extremely good centre half. He went on to, I, my, if I remember correctly, his time at Everton was a bit mixed. I think it was when he went on from Everton, his career kind of took off. I don't yeah, think he yeah. really settled fully in England. Well, he was only there one season, says it all. But my other, my partner for him at centre half, it was split between two. The person that split between, I actually liked him back in the day. <laughs> don't know why I've dropped him here. Uh, but I went for Amoroso. Played with Blackburn, signed in 03, but 18 times three goals. He signed from Rangers. It was a short stint, but he just pips Gianluca Festa for me for overall career. And, and yeah, right, right. Festa was a good player, but I don't 
I I struggled here again. Like after Malarati, you can't kind of like, name another one for a million euro. You wouldn't. Like, there was like. Are you, gonna, are you gonna go three at the back? No, I'm gonna go forward. I'm gonna stick, stick to a very Italian four four two. You know? yeah. But um, here's one for you, Anglo uh, of Bonner for West Ham. Yeah, I I was looking at him, but no, like no. he's nothing special. But like, yeah, I can relate to him. He's okay, play, yeah. he, he's, he's in the league now. Do you know what I mean? He's he can if you want to go and watch him. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it struggled. I'm just looking forward to getting past the defenders of this, this and against into the into the, the flair players. Yeah, well, I'm actually looking forward because my midfield again it's kind of overloaded with attackers. That's it. Isn't so it? when it, when you get to think of one defensive midfield and the rest is just all out. Yeah, Milo. Kamikaze <laughs> attack. Sean here from Content Soul. You're listening to the Footy Locker podcast. A new single, Red Door, is out now to stream on all platforms. Please give us a listen and we hope you like what you hear. Thank you. Welcome back to the Footy Locker on Dublin's Near FM. Brock and Mark here with you, bringing you our Italian Premier League eleven. It's trickier than you than you think. Yeah, the backs were hard. Yeah, the backs were hard. We only really had one option in goal, albeit a good option. But we're on to midfielders now. I'm gonna let Mark take the. We've got to go with the wingers first, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And like these are gonna be obvious on the left. Gianno Franco Zola. Oh, right. And then on the right, my favourite. The Canio. I would have loved to see yes. Ferguson sign him. Yeah. But, uh, and and he did try to sign him yeah. in 2001, 2002 and failed. Yeah. He so. would have been a very Eric Cantona-esque signing, I think, just at the time. I, lo- I love the way Ferguson liked those type of players that just like, they're going to be trouble. But, like, had that bit of spark. load of heart in them, just fantastic. That's why the 93-94 team uh, I know when you think of Fergie's three teams everyone goes to the 99 or the 08 team but I love that 94 team. Look, yeah. I don't like Mark Hughes anymore but you, him going around just kicking lumps out with yeah. people Cantona getting Steve stuck Bruce. in Steve Bruce yeah. Keno it was just you know solid team yeah. you, know I mean? you, knew, you knew if the going got tough the boys would get stuck in <laughs> yeah, you know there's I mean? no yeah. messing around like. um, yeah so going back to the left back like Jean-Franc Gazzola fantastic Fantastic player. Listen, people give him great, you know, applause. He used to go missing a lot of time. Zola. Yeah, like Chelsea were poor enough then. So you're going to struggle down your left side there, aren't you? Like, like, <laughs> he, like, oh, like don't get me wrong. He when, when when Zola was great, he was fantastic to watch. Yeah. But for me, like, he could have done more for that team. Yeah. But could, probably yeah, might get shot now when I leave this place. But no, just yeah, listen. He's he's in my left. He's in my team. He's left back or left left wing. But yeah, he didn't have the same heart that the Canio had. He had more natural ability. Yeah. If you could have mixed those two players, give like took the Canio's heart and just will and Zola's ability would have been a serious I player. The Canio had had all the ability as well. Though to be fair to him, he was the one that could just pull something out of the bag. That, yeah. That goal uh, against Wimbledon. The volley, you know, in mid air, where you go, oh man, one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, like he was a fantastic player, but 
He just was sometimes no you, case as well. That's it. That's that's <laughs> it. And they just cannot yeah. not have a team without a no case in there somewhere. He's in my team for sure. Like and listen, it's it's uh, he's one of those players that probably should have achieved a lot more in his career. Well, had he gone to United now one o two, you feel he'd have yeah. won a league. What was it all about there? There was something like that. He was something to do with the, the West Ham fans. And he like felt like he was a part of the family and all. There, there was all sorts there was of like, something like that. And like, I think Redknapp was probably like he probably rang Ferg and said, "Look, we're mates." Back off on this one, will you? Yeah, yeah. Give me a chance, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, my wingers now. I don't have those boys on the wing because a lot of these players, the six or seven attackers, and they can all kind of play in the round yeah. the attacking position. So my balance of of things is I've got an out and out winger in Benito Carboni on the left wing. He played for Sheffield Wednesday between ninety six and ninety nine, scoring twenty five goals in ninety six games. Like when you look at many clubs he played for over his career, you cut a screams journeyman. But I loved his stint at Sheffield Wednesday. Him and the Canio when they were there, the, the crowd and all had the whole chant and the drum going. You know, yeah. yeah. Sheffield Wednesday were a cool team for yeah, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I just talk about he's great, tricky winger, pacey. Pull a How did Sheffield Wednesday ever get those players? I don't know. Like, like it was weird the, the the Premier League back then something dodgy got like on you there. look at <laughs> Middlesbrough had uh, Janino Emerson yeah. Ravinelli there was just that's what I loved about the Premier League back then they were still kind of like muck and like they they go and lose three in a row but then they go and win three in a row yeah. it was so like they could turn on the magic these teams yeah. a couple of Middlesbrough players were like the most the most expensive team ever to go down at the time weren't they yeah like that was that was heartbreaking there was they had the, they were deducted points remember yeah they had, all the team was sick and they couldn't show up for the Blackburn game yeah deducted points and deducted yeah. points they had just thrown the youths up there and just, losing just, yeah that's it they ended up yeah. losing even more oh, that was unfortunate uh, back to the team I have Carboni in there in the left wing one of my favourites I, I, one of my favourite players of the 90s definitely and on the right why always me Mario really? Balotelli yeah. I just think he could do a job out there I know he's a striker it drives me insane that lad but Balotelli for me had the potential to be a Ballon d'Or winner there's no doubt in my mind absolute head case serious talent on his day he's, really yeah, was yeah he's since he left City and he went to Liverpool and did that kind of, he's been around the block now isn't he he has like, I, do you know what I remember like his stint with City was 2010 2013 he bagged 20 goals in 54 games and his stint with Liverpool was 14 to 16 and he only scored once in 16 just a really poor stint I thought when Liverpool bought him I was like Man, he could be the steal of the summer. Like he was kind of the beginning of the end for Brendan Rodgers, wasn't it? When he came yeah. in, well, like, well, when he started coming out with all that nonsense, I looked into his eyes and I knew, get out of here! I looked yeah. into his eyes. That nonsense. That's the only thing about Rodgers I can't listen to. I That's looked into his eyes. Where probably Rodgers came once too, because like he'd built a good, solid Liverpool team with like an honest enough players. He started spoofing. He probably thought he's his own farts. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I, 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 I'm better at this. So maybe we can take on it. You know, like a, yeah. something like a Balotelli. I'll, I'll turn him into the you know, get out here, yeah. Rodgers. Will you? Sure enough, it didn't work out for him. No, it didn't at all. He, I remember in 2014 though, he was playing for Italy in the World Cup. They went out in the group stages, but he was kind of playing on his own for them. Like he was carrying them. Yeah, I know mean, he didn't carry them through the group stages, but they were pretty bad. And he was the standout, yeah, I thought, yeah. the couple of games I watched them. When he was in Italy before he came to England, I remember watching, I don't know, I think it was Juventus against Inter Milan. I was just sitting there and he was half time went, and all of a sudden there was a bit of commotion. The camera was on the Balotelli, he's out around with, with the fans. He's <laughs> roaring at them. Was, what is going on here? This fella's mental. Yeah. But did uh, uh, see him play in. Um, I was over at a game, it's Sunderland versus. Um, 
Man City at the Stadium of Light. Now, a long time ago now, it was the era, the, the Roy Keane era and uh, the Republic of Sunderland. I saw him play then and uh, it was with my little cousin at the time. He actually got his autograph. He stopped to sign autographs at the end of the game for the kids, which was nice of him. You know, with Mancini and all the players, all those like, good luck. Yeah. So he, he stopped and signed a few autographs. So, yeah, thumbs up from there. You know? That's good, thumbs yeah, up there. Yeah. I don't think he's as bad a guy as they make no. out. <laughs> Setting off fireworks in his own sitting room for other people's <laughs> entertainment, you know. He's straight into my team. Head cases galore, but yeah, he's in. To go to the centre mids, I went, the only kind of defensive midfielder I've got is Jorginho. Currently playing at Chelsea since 2018, 81 appearances, 9 goals. I got uh, him locked in too. I, I think he's a great player, really good player. What I never got was they moved Kante out of his natural position. Sarri came in, I know Jorginho was Sarri's boy and all that. Yeah. He came in, Kante's off the back of what, two or three player of the season. Yeah, so it was, like, yeah, and he gets and he's to try and adapt his game. Still played relatively well, but then Lampard came in. It was a bit of here and there, yeah. you know. And I trust. But anyway, we're, yeah. we're going off track. Jorginho, top player. He's my holding midfielder, attacking midfielder. I have gone for the mercurial Gianfranco Zola, as you've already mentioned. He, he picked up fifty nine goals in two hundred and twenty nine games for Chelsea. The funny, a funny story about him was. He left just as Abramovich took over Chelsea. And Abramovich was like, no, he's not going anywhere. But he'd already had um, an unwritten agreement. I think it was a verbal agreement yeah. with Calgary or whatever. Abramovich said, right, I'm going to buy Calgary. That's it. And then you're coming back. End of story. <laughs> but it never happened in the end. But there you go. Yeah, Zola at the tip of a diamond. Because I'm going to go with the two attacking wingers. Jorginho sitting in front of a very ropey back four. And, <laughs> uh, just going all out attack. Attack's the best form of defence. Zola. Another thing with Zola, like Zola there, like so. Actually, I'm giving Zola. Sorry, that's that's wrong. Zola's in a free role because I'm playing someone in behind. He's your striker, magic man, so he's just gonna flow, <laughs> do what he wants. It's, uh, it just proves again that good players don't always make good managers because Zola was an awful manager. Was he? Was he not assistant to Conte? He was assistant right up till 2019. Yeah. Oh, he, sorry, sorry, it would have been Sarri's period. Sorry, but he was sorry. he was outright manager. He had a few jobs. Yeah. Poor. Yeah. Well, listen, we can't remember them. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he at Watford again? He was at Watford. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he had a stint at, a stint at Fulham. Or maybe I'm going mad here. But anyway, he got the bullet all the time. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm going for a very traditional 4 4 2. I've picked a player that I don't really like. Um, Roberto Di Matteo. Yeah, I. I don't like him. Uh, he he was good. He had a good. So he got that great goal within what forty seconds in the FA Cup. Remember yeah. that time? Ninety. I can't remember what year. Ninety seven. I think it might have been. In so off the bar, it was an absolute bleeder of a goal. Like he was. Um, he was day before the uh, kind of a Bromwich year, wasn't he? Like six major honours was at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, a lot of cups. I don't think um, he won a league. Yeah, cups. Yeah, all, all cups. Yeah. yeah. Um, like don't really like him. Didn't like him. Even when he won the Champions League as a manager, like he was like they still grinding my yeah, they, they scabbed, scabbed it in. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he was sacked of it in a couple of months. Good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Abram Graham got the same treatment, didn't he? Like <laughs> cover up for a few months and get out of here. Yeah. But um he 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 held the worst record as a Chelsea manager until RL May Franco <laughs> Lampard came in yeah. and took over that. So yeah, Di Matteo's record as a Chelsea manager was crap. I can't moan about teams spending money like now, because United you know, have spent a lot of an awful lot of money in the last four or five years, six years now. Yeah. Um. But Chelsea, 
they started all that for me. They ruined the Premier League when they came in, and, and Bromwich side was buying everyone, like yeah. buying Shevchenko's at the start. And all that. At the start, it was I loved it, even though I was a United fan. It was just the madness. I was like Championship yeah. manager in real life. Yeah, you know, Hernan Crespo and all. I don't know, it was pretty but cool. It, but yeah, but you look back as it kind of as you know, I watch football every day in a week. Read about it every night. It took away from actually building a team. Like yeah, Ferguson, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Ferguson did sign big players, but he built a lot of players, built a lot of teams. Like even like the Liverpool. It was an oil money either. Yeah, let's be honest. Like, like the Liverpool know. of thirty years ago, they built a team. Yeah, like the Celtics, the Rangers, they all built teams. Like you know, so it's yeah, it's always, the football we know today. Even like the city had done the same. They're buying players. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah. So that's yeah. That's your midfield. It grinds my gear, but he makes the team just. He's in. Yeah. Who who's your who's his partner in crime? Jorginho, centre mid. Yeah, well, I, I think kind of I, I think he's a good player. Like, and um, I think if he wasn't at Chelsea, he'd be a better player because yeah. they are a bit of a spoiled for riches in the centre mid. Yeah, and they can't seem to get that balance right. Even your man was that Z Z H has come in, looks like a player, but like there's th- definitely a player in there. Yeah, he like, was exceptionally good for for Ajax. That's your midfield. So you're going for. Gianco Fro- Zola on the left, De Canio on the right, Jorginho centre mid with Di Matteo. And I have Benito Carboni on the left, the madman Mario Balotelli on the right. I have an outside the opposition, but he's intact. Just get down that wing, <laughs> do your thing there. I have Jorginho holding midfield and Gianfranco Zola free roll. The Footy Locker Indie Showcase featuring Stop Shop is coming up shortly. You're listening to the Footy Locker with Brocco and Mark, and we are going through our 11 of Italians that played in the Premier League. We're up to the strikers, the fun part. Marco, I'll let you kick this one off. Yeah, two players that probably everyone's going to remember well. I'll start with my least favourite of the two. Gianluca Viali, the player manager. Great great job for Chelsea. Yeah, um, and a really prolific all-scorer throughout his career. He's... he's Probably my most memorable player for Chelsea, Barzola, and you're gonna think over the years like um, when he picked up the FA Cup as a player manager, like really tried that player manager thing there. Didn't work out well for him the last in the last while, but um he's probably for me is the last real player manager of that like just just you don't hear anymore. Back in the no, day yeah, he used yeah. to be kicking around it was every kind of a team, game. wasn't yeah. it? There's always one floating about. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. um he was so was the last one. And in fairness to him, the year he was in that position, he was still a useful player and he didn't put himself ahead of the rest of the team. He did bring himself on once in a while, but he took the manager managerial job quite serious. So, yeah, he makes my team. Lovely. And then probably my most um, favourite Italian player of all time is uh, Ravinelli. Like, oh yes, the white feather. We love him. Like like we said, up to Middlesbrough. What was he doing at Middlesbrough? Like big seven million pound move. Yeah, like you think about it, the players you've picked out there were off the back of a ninety six Champions League final with Juventus. Yeah, Viali came on a free transfer. Ravinelli was whipped up for seven million pound. Like hundred and three appearances for for uh, for Middlesbrough, and then later he came. was in Derby. We probably forgot. Um, here's in the rule. He had a brief. And bizarre feature at uh, Dundee. Dundee United. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, two spells at Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, he makes my team. He would have, you know, for a team like Middlesbrough, if you were a fan there, pretty abysmal football for years upon years. And someone like that comes in, 
gives you a bit of joy. It does. And like you think about when you came in, you'd him, you had Janino and Emerson, like we mentioned earlier on. They were like attacking wise. They were just real. Yeah, it was crazy. They, so they, they finished sixth or eighth one year, Middlesbrough. It was like they finished quite high. I'd have to Google it now. With your, maybe when you're having a chat. But they were a bit of a yo yo team. Yeah. You know, they, um, at the time. I'm sticking in Google now, but I'm sure they were. They obviously got relegated. But while you're searching that, yeah. I'll jump into my front two. The Canio, without a doubt, would, has to be in my team. And like I said, the Azola is just in a free roll. The Canio is going to sit in behind my striker, my main striker, which is the white feather, <laughs> Ravinelli. The Canio, uh, his, tre- his stints in England, he three clubs. Sheffield Wednesday from 97 to 99, 41 games and 15 goals. He was with West Ham from 99 to 03, 118 games, 47 goals. Good return. At, it, like, at West Ham fairness that's a decent return yeah, yeah. the famous famous the Canio moment that we haven't mentioned <laughs> yet was the push on Paul Alcock in 1998 pushed the referee over quality stuff it really like enjoyed that slowest moment. fall ever wasn't oh, it oh man it was just, it's one of those you rewind 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 I want to see that was that on slow motion or whatever <laughs> well I stand corrected so Middlesbrough's uh, best finish was actually under Steve McLaren in the 04-05 season finished 7th um, McLaren actually did a very good job there that's what got him into the um, England job wasn't it took him to a Europa League final was it not off the back of no we went to Borough after United didn't he went to Borough after United yeah. and um, he got them to a, a, a UEFA Cup final and then I'm sure he went to um, England after the, the Middlesbrough job Possibly. I yeah. could not tell you yeah. off the top of my head. Not big on... I, I do remember a stint in Holland when he tried oh, to speak Dutch. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> with a Dutch accent. <laughs> Cracking stuff. <laughs> Just a quick rundown of some players that, you know, that I didn't select that popped up, you know. We have mentioned a few of these. We mentioned Taibi in goal. I mentioned Jaluka Festa earlier on. He played from, for Borough between 97 and 02. Zappa Costa, we mentioned. In the middle... Sam Dalabona was at Chelsea, played 55 times, scored six goals, decided to go back to Italy, kind of homesick. Decent, decent stint there. Yeah. Uh, Di Matteo, you have him in your team. <laughs> Rather, you don't really want him don't in there, like but he's in. Um, as a striker, another one that was a very short spell. Casaraghi in his day, great striker. Chelsea came in and played 10 times, scored once. Um, winger, if you wanted an out and out winger, do you remember this guy? Stefano Aranio played for Derby. Remember who now? 95 appearances, seven goals. He was a fan favourite, really good winger, out and out winger. Like, uh, played for he had caps for Italy, 20 caps for Italy, three goals between 90 and 1997. Another option that we never mentioned, Attilio Lombardo, the bald pearl, or if you were to go by his proper nickname, Popeye, because he looks a bit like him. He played for Palace between 97 and 99, scoring 10 goals in 47 games. He was also capped 19 times for Italy, scoring three Band times. favourite, yeah. So there you go, Lombardo. He was, I remember him as a kid, like, ah, oh, man, Lombardo. Was kind of, just one of those cool kind <laughs> of players. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there you go, there's a couple more yeah. options that we could have had. So, yeah, we were, it is, even you look at the, the league now, we're both saying Jorginho was the best Italian player in the Premier League, I think, well, in our opinion, anyway, at the moment. Who's that, sir? Jorginho. Jorginho, Italian yeah. players was yeah well there's not that many there's of them none, to pick from yeah, so, so it's surprising like you yeah. Really, yeah when you when you said this like we said at the start of the show this would be easy and you actually started doing you know, it's not at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it gets yeah. tricky up front because like I had to leave Viali out there and like yeah he's definitely first reserve where does that leave us then that leaves us with our with our teams a quick rundown I'll run down mine there 
uh, pretty quickly. I had Carlo Cudicini in goal, I had Pinucci and Tarbian as my full backs, Matarazzi and Amoroso as my centre halves. I'm kind of thinking I'm going to ditch Amoroso and put Festa <laughs> in there. Yeah, Festa is actually in Amoroso, get out of here. Uh, in the midfield, Jorginho is my holding midfielder. I have Zola in a free role on the left wing, Benito Carboni on the right wing, a little bit of a place, Balotelli. And up front, I've gone for De Canio in behind the white feather, Fabrizio Ravanelli. Yeah, that's all he's got for me. Like we said, already agreed. Culicini in gold, right back Pistones, centre back Igbona, uh, partner with Matarazzi, and then the left back for Liverpool, the Sana, which can't stand. <laughs> and then, but yeah, yeah you still <laughs> he's still there. Left wing Zola, right right wing the Canios. Not out out wingers, but you know they can play the, the Rashford Martial type roles, whatever they want. Then. Yeah. Uh, centre mids Di Matteo and Jorginho. Up front, Ravinelli and Viali. Lovely stuff. I'm going to just show it in there. I'm going to put Ranieri as the assistant coach, just for there to get me in there. <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with the show and everything else we're doing, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash footylocker. That's facebook.com forward slash footylocker. It's time for our Footy Locker Showcase this week. The brilliant Swords Band Stop Shop. We will have John Trainer from Stop Shop on talking about some solo stuff in a couple of episodes' time. But it's a cracking tune. This is Nights in Virginia on the Footy Locker Podcast Indie Showcase.
this is Stu, the Scandinavian correspondent for the Footy Locker, and here are my top five Italian players from the Premier League era. Number five, Jorginho. Number four, Ravinelli. Number three, Carbone. Number two, Di Canio. Number one, Zola. Solid players, solid country. Arrivederci. The Footy Locker Podcast is a Shandy Free production. There's the knock we have been waiting for here at Footy Locker HQ. And it's Rob Palazzi, our Italian football correspondent. How are you, Rob? Hey, Keith. How's it going? Nice to have me again. Oh, yeah. Good good to have you on, man. Since you're our Italian correspondent, how how are Roma doing? Yeah, they're doing good. Um, Marino started strong. Six wins in his first six games. Um, They're, uh, yeah, happy enough so far. Napoli are, are, have started strongest. Inter are doing well. Juve are, are, are pretty poor at the minute, but they'll, they'll strengthen up as the season goes on. It, it should be a good season. Right, Rob. The show we've been doing, as you know, myself and Mark have been working our way through all the Italian players that have played in the Premier League and picking an 11. What we want to ask you is who are your top three Italians to have featured in the Premier League? Yeah, it's it's safe to say that uh, there won't be any defenders in that. that uh, <laughs> oh man, that was a struggle in the half. <laughs> <laughs> we seriously yeah, struggled with the defence. Yeah, big time. Yeah, Massimo TV. Yeah, I think I think you're probably better off kind of doing a a, a worst defence and goalkeepers and best midfield and strikers because yeah, there's nothing yeah. there. Like I, I had to put Panucci in and he played what seven or eight games on loan <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. on reputation. <laughs> When he was forty-two or something, yeah. <laughs> so who's who's in your top three? Who are the standouts okay, for you? Okay, well, has has to be the 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 is it the silver fox? Yeah, Ravinelli has to be my uh, my third choice. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, we came out came over from Juve to to Middlesbrough and uh, yeah, the done the business. The silver feather. Yeah, the white feather. Really. The white feather, feather, yes. The white feather. Silver fox, we're all going. We'll get there. The three of us. Yeah, so he was. Uh, yeah, he was. You know, back in the day, he was a bit of bit of continental flair, wasn't it? Really fantastic player. Oh yeah. man, like Middlesbrough had a nice sprinkle there. They had some absolutely crap players, but then they had the likes of Ravinelli, Emerson, and Janino. cracking stuff, man. Yeah, who was number two? Oh well, yeah, it's a more recent one. So it'll be Jorginho. Uh Yeah, he's a ropey start at Chelsea, but I think over the last year or so, he's he's really kind of shown he's worth the money, and uh, he, I think he makes that Chelsea team tick. I think they're they're really strong contenders for the league this year, and I think he's got a lot to do with it. Oh, big know. time! Like when you think they had Kante there, and then I think there was a bit of a disturbance there. They were moving Kante out of position. It just took a while to get the balance right and. Two shells yeah. have done the job there, doesn't he? I think I think he struggled with the physicality of the English league as well. He, True, he yeah. Woke up a little bit, but yeah, he's a quality player and he he kind of pulls the strings in that in that midfield. Top class. Who's number one? Uh has to be has to be Zola, right? Yeah, yeah, man, class player. Oh, uh, similar enough to to Ravinelli when he when he came over. You know, it was that little bit of continental flair, but uh, you know. That that flying back heel goal that he scored, I think, is one of my favourite oh, goals. Man. Yeah, ever. Crap manager though. <laughs> 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 Aye, well, yeah. Didn't he have that ropey game uh, in the playoff against 
against was it Leicester? No, Watford. It was Watford, where yeah. They, yeah. they missed the panel and then and then Watford went or then uh, up the pitch and scored, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like, awesome. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as a as a player, he was a legend. Yeah, and, no, there's uh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, there's no but doubt. Man. Seems like a nice bloke too. Yeah, small but nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rob. Brace yourself. It's time for the Footy Locker. Five questions. Five quick fire questions. Are you comfortable? I am. Very comfortable. Who do you support? Who do I support? I support AS Roma. And I think there's another team in there. I could be sure. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, obviously, yeah. The Shells in, in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Favourite... Goes without saying, really. Goes without saying, I know. Favourite band? My favourite band would probably be Nirvana. You know, Good show. I never shook them off as a as a teenager, and they're still there. Still knocking about. <laughs> still knocking about, yeah. Favorite alcoholic beverage. The tricky one. Yeah, it's probably even a harder question than favorite band, but I'd probably be Boomers at the moment. It's just it goes down fairly, fairly well. He's a forty-year-old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the holy apple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who was the biggest shandy drinker in music? The biggest shandy drinker. Oh, Kanye, right? Yeah, that's a show. Yeah, I can go <laughs> with that. Kanye. <laughs> and, uh, most... I know. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Go on. I know Chris Martin gets a lot of stick from you, but it uh, has to be Kanye, right? <laughs> He's up there. He's in the same oh, yeah. ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most importantly of all, who is your favourite wrestler of all time? My favourite wrestler of all time is Jake the Snake Robert. Legend. He legend. is an absolute legend. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't bring a cobra into a ring, <laughs> get your opponent bit and not live live on in glory. He's a legend. Sure. And he did, he, yeah. he really lived out that glory, didn't he? He hit the, hit the session fairly yeah. hard over the years, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was fond of uh, yeah his extracurricular activities, yeah. <laughs> Sat beside a pool for a month with the coke and the and the whiskey and uh, <laughs> sort himself right out. Got himself straight in there, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Right, lads, it's quiz time. Mark, I'm as set. resident quiz master, it's time for you to spin the wheel to see what quiz. Right, here we go. Yourself and Rob are facing this week. There you go. Oh, attention. <laughs> it's a bit of higher or lower. Oh, this would be easy. Easy money. Right, lads, the rules are simple. I'll read out a statement regarding a stat or an amount of goals scored by a player, a transfer fee, something along those lines. And whoever has to guess if the next stat is higher or lower. So here we go. Rob won the flick of the coin before we went on air. Card 1 features 2. Card 1 and 2, sorry, features two former Juventus legends who we just spoke about. Gianluca Vialli, who signed for Chelsea in 1996 and went on to score a total of 21 goals. Card 2 features his mate, the white feather, Fabrizio Ravanelli, who also moved to England in 96. Was the white feather's total goals at Borough higher or lower? than Viali's at Chelsea I would say that that Viali scored more at Chelsea purely because scoring 22 goals for Middlesbrough is some sort of miracle <laughs> and he'd have to be beatified by now if he had to score 20 goals for Middlesbrough I'd say Viali scores 
scored more, yeah. So your answer so is lower. lower. It was lower. He scored a total of 17 at Borough, which wasn't bad, considering cool. it was one season, including that opening day of the season, hat-trick. Yeah. Nicely done. Marco, card number one for yourself, the madman, Mario Balotelli, who made it onto the right wing for me. Amassed three red cards during his time in the Premier League. Was the furry Paulo De Canio's total of red cards higher or lower? Oh, it has to be higher. Has to be. I'm just going to go straight in. Higher. Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> it was lower. <laughs> De Canio picked up two reds. That's surprising. Time. It is surprising. Like, I was including the push on. Pushing it on the, <laughs> the ref, yeah. Paul Alcock, yeah. yeah. The, the, the slowest fall <laughs> ever, yeah. Right, Rob. Your second card is based around transfer flops. Super flop Massimo Taibbi signed for Man United for £4.5 million. Was that fee higher or lower than the fee Liverpool paid Roma for Fabio Barini? Fabio Barini, yeah. Uh, didn't really didn't really do much at Liverpool, but I know as a Roma fan, we got a decent, we got, you know, at least 10 mil for him, so um, it will be lower, my answer. It was lower. It was. Fabio Brini cost the Scousers in the region of £10.5 million. 2-0. A bargain. A bargain. To stay in the game, Marco. And it's a juicy Scouse one for you. Alberto Aquilani was signed by Rafa Benitez to fill the hole left by Xabi Alonso. He joined the Scousers for a fee in the region of £18 million, according to Transfer Marked. Was that fee higher or lower than the fee Everton paid Juve for Moyes Keane? Oh. The tricky one now. I don't remember what Everton even paid, but I'm just gonna go with because Moise King came in recently and fees are gone through the roof. We're gonna go higher. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that. It was lower. Moise King joined the Toffees for a fee of around twenty four point seven five million pounds. Right, going into the last round, the score stand at Rob to Marco. Zero. See, it's just trying to put respectability on the board here, so it's not a whitewash. <laughs> Rob, you're up. Gianfranco Zola, the little wizard, amassed a total of 42 Premier League assists. Was Pelo De Canio's number of assists higher or lower than 42? Oof. I would say De Canio has played for a couple of teams. So he was at Wednesday and, and West Ham on and that. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say I'll go with De Canio. So you're going higher? Higher, I'm going higher. Yeah, for, for, for a clean sweep, it was higher. The Canio, the absolute <laughs> lunatic, provided 49 assists in total. There you go. Marco. Yeah. No, <laughs> for some respect. Put some time. respect on the board here. <laughs> uh, Benito Carboni, the wing wizard, moved to Sheffield Wednesday for a fee of £3 million. The question is, was the fee West Ham paid for paid the Hillsborough Club for Pelo the Canio's services higher or lower than Carboni's fee. Oh, I really have no idea here. And uh, I said higher, higher. I'm gonna, just going to go with lower, just on a, <laughs> on a whim. Locked in? Locked in. <laughs> it was higher. <laughs> Three nil. Prello de Canio was a snip for the Hammers, costing them just £1.5 million. Pounds. It was what? big money enough back in the day, but like for the, for the quality of player he was, Early two thousands, like you'd still think he'd be worth a few more quid than one point five mil. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Great deal. So there you go. Thank you to tonight's two contestants <laughs> on the Footy Locker Higher and Lower Quiz. Tonight's winner, a landslide. Rob, three to nil. Lads, 
Nice one. A glorious victory. Hard luck, Marco. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. <laughs> Let you have that one. Rob, thanks for joining us. The full-time whistle has blown on episode one of the Footy Locker pod. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with episode two, where we'll be choosing our 11 from the pool of French players who have played in the Premier League. To get in touch with the show, you can email us at footylockerpod at gmail.com. And you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash footylocker. From myself and Mark, thanks for joining us. Hit that follow button and beware of Shandy. Have a top week. Mm-hmm.